Thank you, everybody. Um, you know, those few stalwarts who are here from the Masil Sharmashir, uh, you know that the, for the past two years now, we're, we're, finishing up, we're finishing up two years, this would be two years now, that Masil Sharmashir has been running. And uh, it, uh, it began basically for us to work through the safe Masil Sharm. When the first of the Chagim, which happened to be Hanukkah, came around. We started in Parshas Noah. When the first of the Parshas came around, so there was a suggestion that we say something special in the Shia that week to deal with that particular Chag. Because as you know, that when the Yontifs come around, it's for us to be able to focus on and that we have to get something new out of every Chag that comes around every time it comes around every year. And that we can't just have the same Yom Kippur, we can't have the same Pesach, you can't have the same, you know, it has to be on another level. You know, the same but higher. And so that was the idea of this year, to be able to try to include in, within it, some of the concepts of the different Chagim. So we have had for the past two years a special Shia before Yom Kippur. And uh, so of course I expected we'd have our usual... Uh, Small band of stalwarts, especially since you know Thursday night there's a there's a shear for the general public. So, but I guess everybody plans here on following through on Masil Shisham. We'll be finishing up Parakut Aleph soon, and uh, then we'll be moving on to Hasidus and Parakut Beis and Precious. I'm sure everybody will be interested to hear that. In any event, we're uh, we're starting now uh, to speak about Yom Kippur. Mills to say, Yom Kippur is this Shabbos. And uh, I have to tell you that this year, uh, the Assayas Mechuva has had a special significance for me that it hasn't had before. And uh, my, fa- my father was Nifta this past Shvat. And as such, as an Oval, it's my responsibility to daven for the Amud. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a Chazan, I'm not a Baltfila, uh, I'm a... I don't have any of the qualifications, I don't have a white beard, I don't have the sweet, pleasant voice, I'm not liked by people. All of the things that you need to be a father, I don't have any of them. So, so but what can you do? Because Baruch will put me up there. And so you start davening. And depending where you daven, you're always going to be going too fast, you're going to be going too slow. There'll be somebody in the back going, no, no, banging on the table. Somebody else will be going, oh, oh, you know what I mean? So, it really gives you that kind of thrill that you can concentrate on your prayers. So, uh, this year when Slichus came around, so of course, they said, well, you know, the person who davens slichas, you know, davens shmones, you know, davens for the yomud, davens shachris, so since you're going to be davening shachris, you'll be doing the slichas. So, uh, slichas is even harder than the rest of it, because most of davening has this sort of hum to it. And you can get by with that, right? Slichas, of course, you have to throw in a little bit of chazanas. Over and over again, right? So, and I always end up putting it on the wrong syllable or something, you know, so that, like, you know, it, it just sort of kills the whole mood, yeah? So, uh, so I've had a chance to work with Slichas this year in a more intimate way than I ever had. And as everyone knows, the highlight of the Slichas, not just the highlight, but I suppose the running theme, the chorus, if you will, of Slichas, is the Yud Gimomidos. Right? Um, we come to Yom Kippur, we of course punctuate all of the slichos with the Yud Yomidos. And when we reach Nila, it reaches a, a fervor 
You're saying only, so to speak, highlights from the different slichos, and you're constantly repeating that refrain. And you come back to the Yudhimidos over and over and over again. Right? It's a somewhat central theme this time of year. So we have to ask ourselves, when we're walking into Yom Kippur, when we're in the midst of Slichos, why do you do Amidos? So Pashtis, the simplest explanation is that it's historical. It's historical. It fits in the right time of year. As you all know, the Jews came out of Mitzrayim on Pesach. That's right, it was a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> they came out on the 15th of Nisan, they traveled 40, uh, 49 days in the desert, till they came to Har Sinai. That was Shavuos. Right? See how everything works around the holidays. Yeah? It was Shavuos. And they got, the Yisraeli said, well, they, Hashem spoke, the Yisraeli said, Dibros, Moshe goes up the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He comes down with the Luchos, and as you can imagine, his, the look on his face, he comes down and finds B'nai Israel gathered around the eagle, and he smashes the Luchos. We'll see that there's something even more profound that he smashed. But, but in the simplest understanding, he took the Luchos and he smashed them. Broke them. And this was a devastating moment for the Jewish people. The Egel Azov, the golden calf, was ground up and then people were made to drink it. And things were, it was just, the Levian were walking through the Machina killing people. It was a terrible, terrible scene to have to experience. This was, this was the end of those 40 days. Shavasabatam was a time of breaking, a lot of broke through the walls of Yishlam. The day of breaking, they smashed the Luchos. Now Moshe Rabbeinu says, look, I'm going to try to save you guys because you broke the deal you made with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and so I'm going to try to save you. I'm going to go up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and I'll see if I can dive into Kodesh Baruch Hu and save your existence. Save your very existence. And so he dives for 40 days and 40 nights and he comes down and he's successful. Hashem sa- he says, Hashem says, good news, he's not going to destroy you. He'll no longer walk in your midst and there's a tragic story, of course. The Torah tells us as Moshe Rabbeinu takes the, the tent and sets it on the outside of the camp and Moshe goes to speak to Hashem. And the people just look back from a distance and they say, we can't live this way. We need Hashem in our midst. Hashem says, are you kidding? You guys are like, one move, I'm right there, you'll get destroyed. They said, no, we want to have a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Kodesh Baruch Hu tells them in Perik Lamedalit, Make another set of luchas. And write on them what were in the original ones. Yeah, you go up yourself, and he makes the luchas, and he goes up. And God comes by, passes by him. Hashem calls, he calls out, and Hashem passes over, and it's called out. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum, Vachanun, Erech, Apayim, Rechesed, Emes, Mezuches, Alafim, they say, Ovan, Refeshu, Retor, Vinake, Lo Yinake, Pokin, Ovan, Ovas, Abonim, Abonai, Bonim, Ashleishim, Varibayim. Right? That's it. He says, the Yudhimum Nidos, and a little bit more. Right, because we stop at um, at uh, at Yunake, uh, um, and he keeps going. Lo Yunake, and they will not be cleansed. Yeah, I'll visit the sins on the children, the Albanabonim and the grandchildren, three or four generations. We leave that part out for obvious reasons. And, uh, and this is the story. So he comes down. He, when does he go up the mountain? Rosh Chodesh Elul. 
He stays there for 40 days. One can imagine the feeling in the Machna during these 40 days as Moshe is up on the mountain. And finally at the end, Moshe comes down with the second set of Luchos. And that's the conclusion of those 40 days. Conclusion of those 40 days. We got the second Luchos and he brought down with him the Yud Gimomidos. So historically we see that this is the time of year for the Yud Gimomidos. But there's a more important concept than merely a historical overview. And that's the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. An extremely unusual Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. That Yudzayinah obeys. Wherein it says, uh, if, if the Torah didn't say this whole story and the Yudgim Omidos and all this thing, we would never be able to say it. What happened? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrapped himself in a talus like a chazan. I bet you no one banged on the table and said no, no, yeah? He drops himself in a, in a talus like a shliach tzibar. The horror Moshe say the tefillah. And he shows Moshe how to say the tefillah. And he says to him, Whenever B'nai Yisrael sins, Let them do this Seder, and I will forgive them. Hashem, Hashem. Right? What's the title the beginning? Anihu kodem shiyachte adam, v'anihu liyachu shiyachte adam. V'yaset shuvah. I'm there when he first does it and I, I'm the one afterwards. In other words, even after you sin, he says that Kodesh Baruch Hu will still be there for you. Hashem made a bris. I'm going to make a bris with Bnei Yisrael of this Yud Gimel Midos that will be a confident that I'm going to form based upon it. So says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu <coughs> Look, I know there are going to be times that Bnei Yisrael is going to sin. So here's what I'm going to teach them. Chalila, if you read this simply, I'm going to teach them a magic incantation. Now here's what you do, Moshe. You wrap yourself up in a towel. You stand up there. And you go, I don't know if you gave him the tune, right? And Hashem, Hashem, get rock, and they go through the whole. You give them midos. And any time they're in trouble, I give you a guarantee. Say that you give them midos, and they will be saved. <clears throat> so I have a few problems with this. Now, first of all, there's a problem, obviously. That we say you could do all these rotten, terrible things, and then just say something, and poof, you're forgetting. Yeah, we, we know this. There's another religion, yeah, that uh, got started after us, where you do something wrong, and you go to whoever the priest is, and he'll give you X number of hail marys to say. Say X number of hail marys, poof, it's all done. Go to the priest, knock on the little window, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, you know. If you're planning ahead, you say, forgive me, Father, I'm about to sin, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I can come in Sunday, so I want to get a few credits, you know. And that's it. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, we, if, you, if you take this concept to its logical extreme, they used to say this was a response you can give to Christian missionaries. 
for the Christian missionaries. They say, you understand that if you allow Yashka into your heart, then you are absolved, you are free, and you go to heaven. And if you don't, then you burn in hell for eternity. So, if we understand this correctly, that means that the six million Jews who went to, the, who went to their death singing Ani Mamin and Shema Yisrael are burning in hell. And if Hitler Yamach Shemo had let Yashka into his heart ten minutes before he died, he's up in heaven. Sure they say. Absolutely. In other words, just say, say the little speech, say the little thing and you're done. Khalila, is this what the Gemara is telling us? That the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, look, they're going to sin sometimes, line them all up, yeah, and say the Yedgim Amidos. I have another problem here. Hashem had to, show, had to show Moshe what to do. Wrapped up in the palace, you know what I mean? And stood up in the front and went to, uh, you know, did the whole thing. How hard is it to put on a talus? Is it? I mean, I can imagine. The Moshe Rabbeinu, he managed to figure out how to put up the crushing, which nobody else could do. You know, he figured out a whole bunch of other nifty things. Probably he could figure out how to wrap himself in a talus. Because Baruch had to show him. Put it over your head, flip it over this way, you know. You know it keeps falling down here, get one of those little clips, you know. I mean, what was he showing him? How to wrap himself in a talus? And, and here's how you say it. Hashem, Hashem, Kerachmaka. Yeah, so, he was afraid he'd mispronounce the words. That's when, when you get to be a Shlif Tzibur, it's one of the exciting things is that people are constantly correcting you. You know, don't say it like that, say it like this, you don't do it this way, don't do it that way. It's very nice. So, some people, some people do it a little rougher than other people, like they just scream out at you. But some people, you know, are really very nice about it, you know. So, one guy who had to be very nice helped me many, many times. Um, he said, he said, well, you should know, this is what the Gemara and Brachas means when it says, Tfilas Avas Tiknu. There's a Machlegas in the Gemara, whether the Tfilas was set up based on Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. That's why you have Shachas, Mincham, Ayrif. Or whether it was set up according to the Karbanos. So he says, no, no, no. What it means is, Tilas Avis Tiknu. When Khalilah, you lose your father and you have to dive for the Ahmed, you matake in all of your brachas. You understand? So it's really the Abbas Tiknu. You understand? Your father's managed to finally fix up your tefillah. So, uh, but I can't imagine Moshe Rabbeinu had a problem that he was going to mispronounce one of the words that Hashem had to go over with him slowly. Yeah? The time Moshe was standing there, I'm sure he had an art scroll. You know, and he had a little running commentary. I mean, how hard could it have been? You know? So I can't imagine that that was an inherent problem. That Hashem's got to stand there and wrap up in a talus and tell you, there's another problem that's a problem that I sort of alluded to and that is it's nice to say but we left out the end of the Pasuk what do we say? Hashem, Hashem, kill Rachma Kanu, Erechapayim, Rav Chesim, Emes. And that's one phrase. You can't, you can't suddenly cut off half of a Pasuk. You're not allowed to, to make a Pasuk any different than the divisions that Moshe Rabbeinu made. Just because you don't like the way it sounds? You're suddenly going to leave this out? He visits the sins unto their children. So you don't like that concept. So you're just going to leave it out? I saw one of these uh, nifty commentaries from the 50s in English, you know, where he quoted some Christian scholar who said, you know, this is one of those great merciful acts of the rabbis that they left out the rest of this verse. Yeah, well, we, we, those of us who actually keep turning mitzvahs and especially do abundance know that's not the way the Chazal work. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking to make things niftier for us. Yeah, they're looking to make us connected to the truth. 
And the truth is, you can't spin a Pasuk. What do you mean you suddenly cut off the end of the Pasuk? <coughs> so, let's see if we can deal with the two of those problems first. How do you cut off the end of the Pasuk? And what does it mean Hashem was showing him the Seder? <coughs> the Pasuk says what the Pasuk says. No one is disputing that. But what did Hashem say to Moshe while he was wrapped up in his talus? While he was wrapped up in his talus, he showed him Kesedah Hazeh. He showed him this version. Hashem, Hashem, Kerach, Vachanon, Erechapayim, Ravchez, Ve'emes, Vazachez, Lazim, Period. When Hashem told Moshe to write down the Torah, he added in the rest. But that, that's why Hashem had to show Moshe how to do it. He says, come Moshe, we're going to dive in together. And when we dive in together, we don't put in the nake, you don't put in the end. We only stop there. That is the Yud Gimel Midos. The rest of this is all true as well. And I want to put that in the Pasuk and the Torah. But what I'm going to teach you is the Seder Hatfila. I don't need to tell, teach you a POSIC. You know, I read a POSIC. I need to show you, this is what you're going to say. So that solves two of our problems. Before we serve, solve the third problem, which is, is this some sort of magic incantation? Kalila. Let's go to another point that the Gemara makes. Namely, that this is a bris. Right? And that's in fact what the POSIC says at the end. POSIC Yud. I'm going to make a bris for all your people with this Yud Gimel Midas. That's what the Gemara says. Rashi brings it down. The Yud Gimel Midas are going to be a bris. Why are you making a bris out of the Yud Gimel Midas? So let's understand what happened at the Eagle. And we spoke about this. I said, when he broke the Luchos, there was something much more severe that went on. What's a bris? A bris is from the word bria. Ramban says this. It's Perish al Chumash, the introduction. Bris is a bria. It's a creation. When you make a covenant, you are creating something new. You are creating a treaty, a partnership. Now, we have no concept what that means anymore. Now anyone who studied politics in the 1800s know that treaties were made and treaties were broken, triple entente, triple, uh, and triple alliance, and people joined, and people left, and people signed, and it meant nothing. Treaties had no meaning. Those of us perhaps in a more contemporary setting, if you've ever played Risk, you know that uh, you, know, you figure out who's winning and then you form a pact with somebody else. And you say, you know, he's the power. We have to destroy him. It was usually me. I'd be down in Australia with six armies and somehow I was the power. You know, so two of my brothers would gang up and destroy whatever little bit I had, you know. And then at some point, one of the people would say, that's it, treaty's over, and he'd go and attack you. And he left no armies on his border because he thought that you guys were playing, you know, as a treaty. And, well, you learn an important lesson that way. But that's the way it works today. Treaties are totally worthless. People make them and break them. Until this took place, until this bris was formed in Harsinai, no one ever broke a bris. Avram made a bris with Elimelech. 
And the Chazal say, because, and we saw this in the Sol Susharm, in Perak Dalit, because he made this bris with Avimelech. There were different versions. Either seven sad, because with the seven sheep, seven Sadiqim were killed. The base of English was delayed seven generations. All kinds of things took place because of this bris. A bris is a very powerful thing. And when they came to Harasinai, as we're told at the end of Pasha's Mishpatim, Hashem said, I'm going to give you the Tyra and I'm going to make a bris. And they brought the carbonites and they sprinkled the dam on the people and it was a bris. You don't break a bris. If you do, needless to say, the bris no longer exists. If you make a bris with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you break that, you no longer exist. That's always bad. Always bad. Consequently, comes along Moshe and he, and he, and he says, You guys broke the bris, what am I supposed to do? You're finished. I'm going to go to Kaddish Baruch Hu and try to get him to change what he, what, what's the nature of the world. I want him to recreate the world. I want to create something new. You know what? A bris that can be broken. Because if you don't have a bris that can be broken, you guys are finished. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up for 40 days and 40 nights and he says, I got good news. Got good news and bad news. Good news is, you're not going to be destroyed. Bad news is, the bris you have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu is not going to be permanent. Because you have the power to break it. Point two choices. Either there's going to be a bris that you can break, or there's not going to be any people who break a bris. You want to exist? then that means we'll break a bris. I'm not worried about Hashem, I'm worried about you. Said the Kaddish Baruch Hu, I'm going to give you the Torah. But if I give you the Torah, I'm giving it to you with a bris that can be broken. So I'm going to give you a stopgap measure. And that's the Yud Gimomidos. When you use the bris of the Yud Gimomidos, that will fill in the hole that's created by your breaking the bris that Hashem's making with you. Because otherwise the whole story doesn't read. Hashem says to Moshe, carve out two new luchos. Carves out two new luchos. He says, bring them up the mountain. Bring them up the mountain. What am I going to do? I'll write on them what I wrote on the first ones. Instead he gets up there, he passes in front of him and he tells him the Yud Gimomidos and he makes a bris. Wait a second. You said you were going to write on the Luchos. No, no, I can't give you the Torah unless I give you a new bris that you can always fix a broken bris. So that when we break a bris, which unfortunately we do all too often, we made a promise to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yeah, yeah, Nasev and Ishma. We're going to keep this whole Torah. But we fall short over and over and over again. The reason we don't get destroyed is because Hashem gave us a bris in case we break the bris. That was the matana of the Yud Gimomidos. So how does it work? So that's great now. Great. Now I can do whatever I want. And then instead of the Hail Marys, I said the Yud Gimomidos. So the Torah Amar says it beautifully. 
Okay. So it's throughout Mar, and it's brought down in Chazal in a number of places. If you remember, we'll, we'll see the idea first before I start telling you where else we saw it. What did he show him? Lamdu say the shlosha sray midais. Rachem, Rabchapel, Chaitim, get forgiveness and mercy on sinners. And, okay, he goes through the whole thing. So, how does this work? Upeirusha Yadua, Shahari Anu Rayim Harbi Pa'amim, Pa'avalusenu, Shahanu Ma'atim Batalis, Manu Nanan. What are you talking about? Don't we see many times where we sin and we wrap ourselves in the talus and we say the Yudimomidas and we don't get answered? Avo Haratza in Kolzman Shisrael Oisim Kesede Hazeh Shani Oseh. No. Moshe didn't need to see Hashem wrap himself in the talus. He needed to watch Hashem show him how to do the Yud Gimomidos. We think to do the Yud Gimomidos are real easy. Right? I mean, when I was growing up and a kid in my show, he had a snazzy tune. Hashem, Hashem, Gerachim, Vechanu, That was terrific, yeah? You sing it? No. I want to show you what to do. L'rachem, L'chanein, Dalim, L'harich, Apim, V'lasos, Chesed, Eloim, Elu. Don't say Rachum Bechanun, merciful and gracious. I want to show you how to be merciful, how to be gracious, how to have Erech Apayim, how to, how, how to maintain your, your, your temperament, how to, how to not get upset at people. The trick is not to get up and give the little speech and, 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 and go through the Yud Gimomidos. The trick is to become the Yud Gimomidos. Right? You have to be my on your midos. Then you promise you'll never come up empty-handed. You want to be mean? You want to do bad? So then what a hypocrite you are. You want to be you want to be cruel, you want to be nasty, and then stand up and say, Hashem Hashem Gerakhanun. Oh merciful gracious God, have mercy and graciousness on me, so that I can continue another year to torture my friends and neighbors. So that I can continue to do bad to my family. So I can continue to heave abuse on everyone who, who cuts in front of me and line in the bank. As I, you know, those of you who are visiting this year or you're not here for a long time, so you, you don't have to be on line in the bank so that you could like suddenly show up and you reserved your spot three weeks in advance have a little pet tech by the door and suddenly you're like third in line and you end up to be 74th, you know, because people just keep walking in, you know. So, you know, you, 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 you stop to try to let a little old lady in front of you on the bus, you know what I mean? And like 16 young guys knock her down and jump onto the bus, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, as you want to get upset... You want to be nasty? You want to be mean? You know? You want to... What do you want to do? And then turn around and say, Kodesh Baruch should forgive me because he's merciful and gracious? I have chain on those that I want to have chain. I have rachim on those I want to have rachmonis. You know who? Those who deserve the chain. Those who deserve the rachim. 
That's why it says in Hashem passed in front of him. Yeah. The easy part is saying the Yud Gimel Midos. That we can do. That we can do. It takes a little practice. But it's not really a big deal to say the Yud Gimel Midos. The challenge we have if we want tshuva. The challenge going into Yom Kippur. The challenge if we want to use this bris to reconnect with the Kodesh Baruch Hu because of the bris that we broke is to become the Yud Gimel Midos. You can't say it. It's not a magic formula. So let's take a look a little bit. And we don't have time to go through in depth all of the Yud Gimel Midos. But I want to show you just a little bit how we should be approaching it. Yeah. Hashem, Hashem. We just saw that the Gemara. Why say Hashem, Hashem twice? Once before the hate? One is that Hashem has a relationship, supports, sustains before the hate, And one is after the hate. Even after you do a chait, a Kaddish Baruch Hu does not turn his back on you, he doesn't destroy you. Two midos. First two midos. Hashem is there for you before you do a chait. Hashem is there for you after you do a chait. Now a lot of people are troubled by this question. I understand why after I do a chait, I need a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be there. Why do I need a special midas harachamim these are the Yudgim Omidas Arachamim. These are the 13 attributes of mercy. Why do I need a special attribute of mercy to sustain me before I do a hate? So the Maharal gives a very portion of Teretz. Maharal, Chidusha Yagodah, Yisim Rosh Hashanah, and the Gemara. He goes through a number of different possibilities, and he finally concludes, these 13 Midos describe what Kosh Baruch Hu is in his, in his essence in this world. And he has, these are the Midos of how he does good to people. You have no claims on God. Everything God does for us, just the fact that He created us, the fact that He sustains us, is a chesed and His mercy. Before you sin, you need a Kaddish Baruch Hu, goodness and kindness to support you. And after you sin and do tshuva, even afterwards through the through tshuva he sustains you. The Maharal. Chaish Volovitz. This is a powerful idea. Tavshin Lamed Beis Maimel Lamed Tess. He says like this. What do you need the two for? The near beer Hayinian. You know what the Hashem Hashem is before the sin and after the sin? Once you 
When you're created, God puts you in this world to do what you're supposed to do. And there's no special help. That's our purpose in this world. We're created to strive and grow and reach perfection. They're not true after we sin and we stumble. As I call after you sin, what does that mean? After you sin, you know what happens? The HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes out of his way to help you. A person who wants to purify himself, God helps him. Know what the first Hashem is telling you? Yeah. Hashem is there for you. Hashem is there for you. And He puts you in this world, as every single person is in this world, to accomplish, to grow, to do something special. To do that. Every person has His obligation. In the Sashan, the first parak starts, Ma Chavosai Be'olamai. What is your purpose, Be'olamai? What's the purpose of a person in his world? Because everyone has their own world. Everyone has their own obligations. Everyone has their own challenges. But if you mess up, that's different. Then Hashem says, I see you stumbled. Now I have to help you more. Oh, we know it perfectly well, right? You have a kid who's doing everything right, and they're getting everything right in school. Baruch Hashem! You have a kid who's not doing so well. That kid, you have to sit him down at the table, and you've got to sharpen the pencil for them, and you have to open up the place, and you've got to help them along. Right? A person who, you know, you tell them, okay, I give you simple instructions. Right? So it comes to help you, help you in the kitchen, you know. So you say, okay, just, you know, separate these three eggs. Oh boy, that's a cinch. <laughs> I can't tell you what people do. One of my kids brought me one of these little sieves, which is great, because first the, the, like the white dribbles down, then the yellow dribbles down, you know, you know, totally ineffective. Separating eggs is an art form that very few people can perfect, right? But a person who's sitting there cracking away, who's cracking away, Somebody told me in the, the old Zucker's Hotel up in the mountains, there used to be this non-Jewish worker, he used to be able to like crack like, like 20 eggs at a time, you know, and check them. <laughs> I mean, the 20 little glasses, check them all, you know. He says, and he was mocking me, he'd like flip it over, check it out, he'd say, no problem, you know, and everybody else would be sitting there, you know. We were once, we were once making this sweet potato uh, pie. So, you know, we baked the sweet potatoes and we asked someone who was helping us. You know what I mean? Okay, now we just have to, we have to like clean out the sweet potatoes, whatever it is, and mash it up, right? So we're all done. It just didn't look the same. And we realized they forgot to take off the peels. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make the same effect when there's the little bits of peels all over the sweet potato pie, you know. So someone who you see is very competent and knows just what they're doing, you sort of back off. But people who are having trouble, right, 
then you go to help them a little bit more. That's Hashem Hashem. That's what a Kurdish Baruch who is no egg with us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Hashem I'm there with you and I tell you what to do and take the ball and run with it but if you're Nikshal if you trip if you don't know how to tie your laces if you don't know how to wipe your nose if you don't know how to keep your finger on the place if your mind wanders says HaKadosh Baruch Hu then I'm here to help you more just show me that you want to that's a Kurdish Baruch to us and us to everybody else. Do you realize the message of Hashem Hashem for us? And remember, the Torah the, the, the and he's basing himself on a Chazal, which we saw in the introduction of Silsa Shalom. Just like Hashem is Rachum, you have to be Rachum, just like he's Chanun, you have to be Chanun. Right? All of those things that Kurdish Baruch Hu's us, we have to emulate. That means Hashem Hashem means two things that we have to do. You have to be able to look at someone and see if they're competent and give them the room to move. You can't micromanage, as they used to say during the Carter administration. Those who remember back that far. Yeah. You can't stand on top of somebody. Yeah. Someone gets something from the refrigerator and you watch it the whole time like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't spill it. Don't spill it. Don't spill it. I'm not going to spill it. Don't spill it. Don't spill it. You know? Follow them along with that hovering, you know? <laughs> You can't, you can't, you know, give directions to people like they're complete morons is, is the custom in this country. You know what I mean? You'll walk three buildings. Hivanta, three buildings. 16, 18, and 27. Okay? Three buildings. Why 27? Don't ask any questions. And then you'll see there'll be a light pole. It's gray. It's tall. I don't want to grow. Yeah. And it's tall. It's got a light. I know. Okay, fine. There, you don't do anything. Go another two buildings. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, this is endemic to this country. I, I, it's not just it's not just the people pick it up. I'll never forget the first time. I haven't bought it in a long time, so I don't know. But first time I bought Rice Krispies, I broke down. I bought Rice Krispies in this country. I was always excited to see what snip, crickle, and pop would taste like. You know what I'm saying? So I bought, I bought Rice Krispies. And I was fascinated. You, know, you always read the side panel because you can get some kind of whistle or ring or something. You know, 16 box tops and $25 you can get like, you know, a toy. So, like, you know, I like to read the side. You ever see people sitting there in front of it munching away? It's so depressing. Anyway, so I got to look at the side and I'm shocked. They print instructions how to eat it. But take a look. I think it's still there. I checked a few years ago. It tells you in the Hebrew. Pour it into a bowl. And it has a picture. Right? Um, add milk. And you see the little picture, you know? Add sugar. And this little hand holding the sugar, you know? And I always thought, my gosh, if people are this stupid, you know, why don't they tell you what to do next? I bet you Israelis are like putting them in their eyes and ears. And I'm going to show them a picture of a mouth. How are they going to figure it out, you know? So we're in a country where there's this kind of idea that we're dealing with complete idiots, you know? Well, how come we come to an intersection and you need 37 traffic lights? I don't know. I grew up out of Long Island. We had a lot of cars. There was one traffic light hanging from two strings, and that managed all four directions, you know? Here there's like, this one turns green, and that one turns red, and this is yellow, this is purple. All it does is endanger everybody's life. I have no question whoever manufactures those things is a brother in the Knesset, you know what I mean? 27 traffic lights on one intersection? 
said, you know, that's because people are too stupid. Because then you can't trust people. You have to tell them everything. Right? If you go, I mean, if you go to a doctor, you know what I mean? If you get an Israeli one. Thank you very much. I know. Kapit. Kapit? Okay. No, no, it's okay. I'm on medicine for high blood pressure. I've been on it now for three years. I have to renew it every month. She has to look it up in the book. How to spell it every time. I said, listen, I do this one. I'll tell you how to spell it. P A. No, no. Page 50. Too, you know, gotta look it up. You're afraid you'll make a mistake. You know what I mean? Fill it out. Whenever they give you a form, it's amazing. Whenever they give me a form, they give me three forms. I say, why? Well, you'll make mistakes. <laughs> That's given. We assume we're dealing with idiots. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know that they're completely wrong all the time, you know? But if you see somebody's competent and intelligent, give them room to move. That's number one. When you meet somebody who has the potential to do something, give them the room to do it. And sometimes, <laughs> my mother always used to say, you know, she'd hire a cleaning girl. She was, uh, she was, uh, she used to keep her company while she cleaned. You know what I mean? Because she, she never trusted her to do it. She'd say, okay, you have to scrub down the counters. You know what I mean? So she'd start to scrub, no, 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 like this. Sit down. So she'd sit down. You know what I mean? My mother would scrub it down, you know? <laughs> so, it's like the cleaning girl was somebody to keep her company and she cleaned. You know what I mean? The concept, you know? And sometimes you see this where people will come over, you know, for shop or something. They say, can I help? And you see like, the, the woman goes, no. <laughs> Just uh, sit down. You know, is there anything I can do? Um, take this paper and put it in the garbage. You know? <laughs> it's like they want to put it on a little tray. You know? <laughs> in our house it's different. It's like, you know how to paint the living room? <laughs> we'll give you all the freedom to find expression. No problem. <laughs> it's always nice. When people come over to our house to help, they never feel like they're not needed. So, uh, that's one hand. On the other hand, if you see somebody needs help, help them. Don't patronize them. Give them, give them that helping hand. You know how easy it is, especially you know when, when we're together to be self-righteous. You know how easy it is. You know you'll have somebody who'll say, "I can't believe I messed up again." You know, yeah, I can't believe it either. You know, now that's real helpful. <laughs> oh boy, that'll count big upstairs. <laughs> you know, Hashem says, "You want me to say that to you?" Oh no, Hashem, Hashem, Hakadosh Baruch will be there, support me, stand by my side through thick and thin. Okay, that's what we want. And if we want that, then that's what we have to be, not say be. We have to become that. We have to become people who are giving, who are sharing, who are caring to those who can't handle it. But when you find people who can't handle it, it doesn't mean you say, sit down stupid and I'll do it. It means, I'll show you how to do it. You know, sometimes you'll have somebody you know, who doesn't know how to do something, you know, a problem or something. You know, you know how many mothers are doing homework for all their kids? I mean, everyone just lines up and they fill out all the books. Because the time it'll take me to explain to the kids, forget it, you know. They don't need an education anyway, you know. <laughs> right? But, but that's not the key. the key. is The trick is not to do that. The trick is to show them how to do it. So you have to come up with another method. You have to come up with another way. You have to explain it in a different way. You have to inspire them to ask the questions. To, to put it forward. You know? And if you, and if you inspire people, if you can show them how... That's the second meter. Kale, 
The power to withhold anger From the guy he brings down The power to withhold anger You know what that is? You have to be able not to get upset Even if it's deserving Even if it's deserving Can't we just, had, we just had three shiram on anger So I won't go into that Rachum v'chanun Says the Says the Vilnagayim The difference between Rachum and Chanun Rachum You're merciful <clears throat> That means Someone who's desperate You'll help them out Someone who's desperate Right You know how they always make appeals They make appeals they, they'll, take, they'll take a uh, uh, you, you can't put up a sign That says don't speed Right? Because people are going too fast They won't notice it You know So what do they do They take a little picture Of a little girl You know Please don't kill our children Maybe that will catch your attention You know uh, I was in America And they had things for like You know To help the puppies They always find like The worst diseased puppy You know what I mean It was uh, You know what I mean You know Here you show me children Set fire to them You know He's not a problem You know what I mean But, uh, but in America You know There's at least a concept Of trying to help the animals You know what I mean So So Help But they have to get The most depressing The most desperate thing That'll pull at your heartstrings. <coughs> Rachum But Hanun Hanun is like the children them, you give them everything they ask for. You, give, you, want to, you want to help them. You want to be nicer to them. Rachum is being merciful. Hanun is being gracious. Is the chinam giving for free? Yeah, you have to be a Rachum. You have to look around to find people who are in trouble. But you also have to be a Hanun. You have to look and see how can I help somebody, even if they're not desperate. I don't have to wait till they're desperate. You always get these appeals in the, in the mail. People, you know, this one passed away and then and they left 15 children and this one has an operation and this terrible thing is happening. You know? And what about, what about Nebuch, the guy, you know, the family who's just having trouble making ends meet? And maybe they don't even need money. Maybe they just need somebody to listen to. Take out the time to listen to somebody. Do you have any idea how valuable that is? People pay, pay psychologists and therapists to listen to them because they can't find anybody to listen to them. You know, a neighbor, you see somebody is feeling a little overwhelmed, you know. We, uh, you know, one time, uh, you, know, uh, you know, somebody had a baby, so um, we, were, we were kind of overwhelmed ourselves. So what we did is, we said, you know what, send, them, send your kids over to us. You know, they were like, you're kidding, right? Do you know my children? <laughs> I said, no, no, send them over to us. Well, you know, you don't know my children. And then, you know, we'll lock them in the room. <laughs> you know, whoever wins, it comes out. You know, it's it, you know. <laughs> Give them an afternoon off, you know. But something, there's always something you can do. That, and, and, and I had received that once. I didn't come up with the idea. There was, it was an Arab Shabbos, you know, things were just crazy. And a guy just drove up, a friend of ours, and he says, come on, kids. We said, well, uh, he says, don't worry, I have diapers and I have bottles and I have everything. Come on, I'm take them off, take them, I'm taking them to the park. I scooped them up and drove away. He came back, but uh <laughs> long suffering. Apayim plural for tzaddikim and rishayim. Rab Chesed. What's Chesed? Chesed is giving more than you deserve. You don't deserve this, but I'm going to do it for you anyway. That's Chesed. Rab Chesed. Rab Chesed. A lot of Chesed. Not only more than you deserve, more than you need. MS says the Gra means keeps his word. He keeps his word. You can trust him. He maintains a chesed for two thousand generations. Do you know what it is to keep a chesed? 
Ralph of Slobodka says, when we're going to say, Tilas Geshem, we're going to list, give us rain, rain which is life. Give it to us because of Avraham and the Akedah. Do it because of Kriyas Yamsuf. Do it for the people who allowed us to get killed by water. You know, uh, all the greatest things in our history. And also, we throw in there, in Thrillus Geshem, and also uh, Yaakov, who took the rock off of the well for Rachel. That's the, that's the Alta Slavatka. Rashi says he was so strong it was like pulling a cork out of a bottle. So what's the big deal? Oh, grant us life because a thousand years ago my grandmother opened up the bottle for my grandfather. Yeah. Says the altar from Slobodka and Achinami. You're right. That's the power of the chesed. You do a chesed and a Kodesh Baruch Hu will keep it for thousands of years that your descendants can turn to a Kodesh Baruch Hu and demand life. Because you passed your husband the butter. Because you took out that time to tie your shoelace. And he points out, he says, who was Yaakov doing it for? It was for a relative that he was hoping to mooch off of. And he was doing it for, for a woman that he wanted to marry. And it was pulling out a cork out of a model. And all of that doesn't stop us from turning around and saying, on the basis of that chesed, a Kaddish Baruch who give us Geshem, give us life. And when someone does something good to us, are we notzer chesed? Do we remember it for a long time? Or do we remember it for a couple of days, and then as soon as they do something we don't like, you know what I mean? Then they get our full wrath. But do we, do we, are we supposed to remember it? Notzer chesed. You know how many times people will say, you know, they'll say, they'll say to me, you know, uh, something like this, or, you know, help me out with something, friends of, friends of the family, and I'll say, oh, I can't appreciate, hey, thank you so much. He says, listen, what your father did for me, you know what I mean? What your father, I was once said to me, or what he did, it was my pleasure to do it for his son. You know? And, and the grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, just to, just to remember all the good that people do for us, he carries our avonos, apshayim, and achatos. If we do it b'shogeg, if we do it on purpose, and if we even do it to rebel against the Kaddish Baruch Hu, he allows us to exist. He also allows the chay to exist. That's why when we do tshuva, we're the only ones who can remove it. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu's rachman lets us exist, and since we didn't do tshuva, the chay stays with us. That's why there's all this ra in the world. Sweep it away. It's up to us. Venake. And finally he will cleanse it away that there will not even be left a circle where the stain was. Nothing will remain. <clears throat> I know the Masil Sharam, we did this already in Parakid Aleph, where he talks about the sisters of Chikabovecha, Rosita, Rosika, not to bear a grudge, not to have revenge. He says the Yetzirah tries all kinds of methods. He says, okay, if you're going to lend it to him, don't do it with a nice face. And if you are going to do it with a nice face, you don't have to be friendly. And if you are going to be friendly, you don't have to, you have to let him know that it will never be the same. I want you to know, I, just, I learned from this who my friends are, and I know who I can trust and who I can't, and I just have to let you know it will never be the same. But we say to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that's not enough. 
Now, I didn't go into depth in this because, you know, the Yid I have to tell you, you know, I came late originally even without the cleaning of the shul because I had stacks of swarm and I was just trying to go through which ones to take, which points to, to develop. I would be remiss if I didn't at least point out that there's a safer from the Ramak, Moshe Kodavero, called the Taimed Devaira, where he does just that. He goes through each one of the Yud Gimel Midos, and at the end he tells you how to apply it to yourself. On each one of them. So he'll say, um, What, I should fix up what this guy destroyed? cleans up the mess himself. That alone should be enough for a person to be, to be ashamed to sin because you know Hashem's going to come himself and clean up the mess. But shouldn't we then clean up the mess other people make ourselves without, the, without everything else? Because everyone's from Hashem. So the whole time the devourer goes through analyzing the Midos and talking through it and there's a lot to say. I, I, I just want to read the Ramban. The Ramban on the Yudhya Midos. The time the Yadah Hashem of those are special names of Hashem. Those three are special names of God. And the next ten are the ones that apply to us. Now I'm not going to go through the whole Ramban. But it's somewhat difficult. And I just... Uh, this is the, the Chevelle version. He just has one footnote here that to me is, is just amazing. Yeah. The names of Divrei Rabbeinu Mechusim Ba'arafel. The words of the Ramban are just hidden up in the, in the, in the clouds. Kedvar of Po says from the Mashikos of Lafan of Liacharav, what he writes here contradicts what he said earlier and later. I worked real hard to try to figure this out. You can look up the rest if you want. But, but this much is clear from the Ramban. And that is that the first three are Shemus Hashem, the next ten are the lovers. Oh, it's going to come out of a big problem according to the Ramban. Because we we've been saying till now that this is not an incantation that you say. This is something that you do. Now the Ramban tells us the first three are not things that you do. The first three are things that you say. So then you can't say the original meters are all things that you do. I said in the Hafloh where he, he addresses this. He says, Hashem taught us to say it. Because 
these things you can't do. That's what we say, Kale Horesa on the Loma Shoshis Ray. Shemida is Kale Moralano Damasha Amashimiz Bara from Yasibini. Kaseda Hazer Hainuba Mira Levad below Basia. The saying it alone, even the parts that you can't do. If you perish, Kishani Kori believe, Sholem, Ajiya Nani Akarishbarahu Bashem Kale, or as the Vadai Tsilas Nikubelis. If I say it for real, with enough meaning, and properly enough, then I'll be answered. I'll just finish off with the Mikhtam El in the end, where he talks about the Yudgim Omidos. This is in the New Chalik Hay, page 231. And we have this whole story. What does it mean he wrapped, Hashem wrapped himself up in the palace? Atifa remez osila kol dobulu mibachutz l'ramez lono hachachana harishona l'tefila. Hashem wrapped himself up in a palace to teach you this seder. When you say the yudgimomidos, when you say your tefilos, wrap yourself in a palace, close out everything else, and let your tefilos be the focus. Nothing else. We could speak for years on the yudgimomidos and only scratch the surface. Suffice it to say, we're going to walk in with what's left of the Yisrael Shuvah and with Yom Kippur, saying the Yud Yomidos, living the Yud Yomidos, becoming the Yud Yomidos. If we say it properly and we do it the right way, in Hashem, all of us will be Zaycha this year to a very high level of Shuvah and a Gemara Chasimah for us and for our families.